good day. Blessings to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All On. I'm sorry, for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com. I, I got distracted for a moment. I was thinking of my, my first show, which was Put It All On The Table Through Mediation, but it's all good. I'm so glad to be here with you today broadcasting um my show, I missed talking with you all, and I pray that you all were um, great since the last time that that uh, we've talked. And um, listen, the weather has been like crazy everywhere. Um, today, I was just discussing with um, my engineer, shout out today, that the high here is going to be 98, but right now it's like 80, but we have an 83% humidity. I mean, it's, you know, so this is supposed to be the monsoon season. Um, I say that it's just global warming because I don't know how you can have monsoons several times throughout the year, but, um, you know, man is kind of hard headed in believing what it is. It is, but, uh, nevertheless, it's a beautiful day. I'm very happy to be, um, here talking with you. God has given me another day, um, to do the things that I need to do. Um, uh, whether I'm starting something new or completing something that I didn't complete um, yesterday or the day before. It's all good. Okay, so listen, we're going to have a great uh, discussion. And, um, um, you know, my discussions are always educational. They're always lively and uh, informative. And, uh, and I hope that they spark great ideas and intelligent conversations among uh, among you uh, your coworkers, your family and friends. And um, we're going to be joined with two guests today, uh, Terry Griffiths. Um, she is um attorney and um, an activist. She's a friend to the show and also Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. And we're going to be discussing, you know, the following topics. We're going to dis- uh I'm going to start off with the dinner table conversation suggestion. Then we're going to go into Supreme Court justice. Should Trump have the ability to nominate his choice? Then we're going to talk about what it's all about, Chucky. Then go into tit for tat tariffs equal job loss for Americans. And D.L. Hughley has a new book. Okay. So right off the bat, I want to say congrats and hallelujah. To the 12 young boys and their coach who were rescued out of the cave in Thailand. Now, see, listeners, this just goes to show you, you know, that if when we put all the BS aside and we as human beings come together collectively, the magnificent accomplishments we can do. Now, NPR reported on July 11, 2018 by Scott Newman. In part, it says soon after the last of the dozen boys and their soccer coach was rescued from a cave in northwestern Thailand, the main pump used to clear passages of floodwaters failed, forcing more than 100 rescue workers to scramble to retreat from the area. No one was injured in the ensuing chaos, but the dramatic culmination of the successful effort to save the boys who entered the Tham Long Cave near the Thai Myanmar border on June 23rd and became trapped by torrential monsoon rains. Now, um, <clears throat> they're saying that um, we are not sure if this is a miracle or science or what, the report says, but um, some 100 Thai, Australian, Americans and Chinese rescue 
volunteers, including 12 divers and the Australian doctor had been inside the cave helping pass, you know, the boys, you know, around on sometimes they were on stretchers, you know, getting them through a labyrinth of chambers and tight passages to the surface, according to Bangkok Post. I listeners say it's all of that. And more importantly, God was definitely in the mix of it all. I cannot imagine, listeners, the horror for the boys and their parents. And my brother and I were talking about the psychological attention and other health issues that they are going to uh, have to deal with, you know, post as a result from being inside the cave, especially for such a long period of time. Now, I have a question for you all out there. Do you think that the coach should be held responsible for the boys being trapped in the cave. Now, some reports say no. But here's my thing is, why did he, the coach, decide to take the boys in a cave that was dark and unfamiliar territory as he is and was no expert for traveling into caves? Okay. But I'm just very jubilant that, you know, that they are out, you know, so... But just just think about that for a moment after you listen to my show. Okay, listeners, here's my here's I'm standing on my box. Are you all out there ready for the upcoming midterm elections? Are you a registered voter? If not, do you plan on registering to vote? And once you do, please vote. Don't just say, oh, well, I will do it the next time. No, no, no. This has to be done now. November is just a few months away, four months away to be exact. And there is no, no, you know, there are so many important factors riding on the ballots in this November, listeners. Oh, my God, I cannot express that to you enough. So be sure um, to solidify where you are to vote. Okay, because they can give you the runaround with that. You know, I don't care if you guys got a carpool or whatever. Get your behinds in there and vote. A lot of hanky panky is going on right now to stop individuals from voting. Remember, I told you um, in a previous broadcast that they were saying that, oh, well, you know, if you haven't voted for a while, then you don't get a chance to vote. No, it is our right to vote. Don't allow them to take that away from you. Be an educational voter, an educated voter. Study the individuals who are running from the local branches on up. Okay, don't just listen to all of these talking heads on the TV and everything. Educate yourself, you know, so vote, vote, vote. All right, let's get into my dinner table discussion suggestion, which is going to be common sense and logic. Do they go hand in hand? In my opinion, common sense and logic do go hand in hand, listeners. For me, they are the essentials that, if used, can keep us within the straight and narrow for what's right and what's wrong. Now, uh, they are the tools, listeners, that help maintain our minds to what we should be thinking and doing correctly. Now, some may argue the point, but thinking logically for me and using common sense has done just that. I can't imagine should one use common sense and logic on a daily basis that only positiveness will be the result. Now, how many times have you listeners out there heard someone say, for example, if I, if I had been thinking logically or using my common sense, I would not be in this mess today. 
I bet you've heard that often. And probably some of you out there have used that phrase yourself. Well, according to Jim Taylor, Ph.D. from Psychology Today, he um, says that common sense is defined as sound judgment derived from experience rather than study. It's one of the most revered qualities in America. People with common sense are seen as reasonable, down to earth, reliable and practical. But here's the catch. He says, common sense is neither common nor sense. There's a, there's not a whole sound of judgment going on these days. Okay. So it's not common. Now you guys have heard me say that, um, my spiritual mother, Mama Eleanor, who is no longer here, used to say to me, if common sense was common, dot, dot, dot. If common sense was common, then most people wouldn't make the kinds of decisions they do every day. People wouldn't buy stuff they can't afford. They wouldn't smoke cigarettes or eat junk food. They wouldn't gamble. And if you want to get really specific and timely, politicians wouldn't be tweeting pictures of their private parts to strangers. In other words, people wouldn't do the multitude of things that are clearly not good for them. And common sense isn't real sense. If we define sense as being sound judgment, because relying on experience alone doesn't really um, offer enough information to draw reliable conclusions. Now, he says the bottom line is that if we can learn to think in, in more open and rigorous ways, we can draw the most accurate conclusions and make the best decisions possible for the myriad of questions, the concerns and issues we face every day, be they mundane or impactful. It doesn't matter. And we might just all get along a little better, too. Now, the Collins Dictionary defines logic this way. It says that it is a method of reasoning that involves a series of statements, each of which must be true if the statement before it is true. You know, a lot of people equate logic and critical thinking as synonymous. The term critical thinking is often used, but it is isn't always properly understood. Put simply, critical thinking means developing reliable Rational evaluations of an argument or idea according to thoughtcode.com. So listeners, here's my questions for your dinner table conversation suggestions, and they are the following. It is important to use, is it important to use common sense and logic synonymously on a daily basis once or once in a while or whenever you find yourself in a situation, you know, doing your best to think it out? Or do you believe common sense is neither common nor sense, as I mentioned earlier? If common sense is common, would the human race be so off and violent as it is now? How do you think one can acquire common sense? And by acquiring it, will it sharpen your logic skills and ultimately give you wisdom? Now, as I always say, if this is not a subject matter that you want to discuss, it doesn't matter. Come up with come up with one on your own. The whole premise about my dinner table conversation is to get the entire family and friends, whoever it is, over to for your house for dinner to sit down collectively and have great conversations. As I said, out of these conversations, you will learn a lot. You will things will be brought to you that you didn't know from your children, your spouse or your friends or even yourself. OK. All right. I'm going to bring on my guest. I'm going to start with Terry Griffiths. She has been a friend of my show. 
She has been a friend now for quite a while. We met back at um, at um, uh, college when we were going to Pepperdine University there in Washington, D.C. And um, she is an attorney and a fantastic, uh, fantastic activist. And um, welcome, Terry, to my show. It's been a busy week. <laughs> There's a lot going on in Washington, D.C. I, I bet it is. I bet it is. You have to bring me and my um, uh, listeners and Reginald up to snuff here. We have some time. Now I'm going to bring on the world's best mental health therapist. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is my brother. He is a frequent guest on the show. I always love his commentary and his insightfulness that he brings to my show. Good morning, Reginald. Hi, good morning, uh, everyone. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Terry. All right. Let's get started. Supreme Court Justice, should Trump have the ability to nominate his choice? The independents, Bernie Sanders followers and the Democrats, let it be known this week that the Republicans are, are going to have to get ready for a fight. They are not standing by idle as Trump slides in another one. I am sure that you are all that you all have read the specifics about his choice, whose name is Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, to fill Justice Anthony M. Kennedy's upcoming seat in the Supreme Court. He used to work for George W. Bush and his administration, and some say that he is a moderate conservative, whatever the heck that means. Now, the New York Times says, uh, Reginald and Terry, <clears throat> Trump, of course, uh, says that he is one of the finest and sharpest legal minds in our time, that he is not interested in turning over Roe v. Wade after Kavanaugh's speech that nauseated me about the women in his life as he was speaking at the White House after Trump revealed him as his nominee. So now in the wake of knowing how and who Trump is, you know this person has to be in for something that is going to benefit Trump. Well, here's a good example. Now, the Chicago Tribune reported yesterday in part the following. Kavanaugh wrote this in 2009 that Congress should do this, which is exempting a president while in office from criminal prosecution and investigation, including from questioning by criminal prosecutors or defense counsel. In other words, <clears throat> Reginald and Terry and my listeners, Let's have a communistic country where the president is above the law. He could do and say whatever he wants to do and whatever he wants to say. Because let's not forget, he did say that he could be in Manhattan and shoot someone and get away with it. I want to ask this. Why should Trump have the opportunity to choose a nominee as he is under investigation by the FBI for corruption and collusion with the Russians? Why can't we take a page out of Mitch the Turtle McConnell's playbook and wait until the election in November is over? That's what he said, McConnell, about when President Obama was in office and he was seeking to put his Supreme Court nominee in. You know, he says, well, we're in an upcoming election year and um, and so we, we should wait and let the next uh, president do that. And I want to throw this in to you all. And until the finalization and reports are brought forth, resulting of the findings for Mueller's investigation. I want to start off with Terry. Uh, what is your thoughts about what I just said? Well, the first thing is um, it's illogical. He gets to pick 
uh, any president gets to select uh, a Supreme Court justice nominee. And as far as this argument that the media has made, because I, I, I don't even think that there's a, a partisan, well, it somewhat is. I think they jump on the media circuit. But um, as far as Mitch McConnell not allowing Obama to do it and they cite that as precedent, that gives that relinquishes a lot of power to Mitch McConnell. He says Mitch McConnell makes the rules. He doesn't. Um, this year is an election year, but it's not a presidential election, so that should have no impact. As far as presidents being being investigated, I'm against investigations of presidents going back to Clinton. It diverts our attention from the real issues, these investigations and the media frenzy. Um away mm-hmm. from what's really going on. And we go back to the Clinton, and I use Clinton as an example. Do we really need to see our president pulled down over Monica, the Monica Lewinsky scandal? It, it diminished us in that world politics. I can tell you I traveled a lot back then, and, and the people in the rest of the world thought we were crazy. Um, since when do we investigate presidents for, you know, it's not a good idea because it's used, um, improperly for political reasons, just like they did Clinton. So if you take a position, you should apply it for Republicans and Democrats both, and that's what I do. I think it was wrong to do it with Clinton. I think um, this Russian thing is probably something drummed up by the media, and that we need to focus on the real issues. And we're probably... We, we probably, there's many issues bypassing us. I saw this on um, one of the PBS news hours where they said God only knows what's, what's really going down because we're missing the real issues, just like all these tax breaks. I mean, exactly. While the media is focusing mm-hmm. on the FBI and Russia, Trump is passing all these tax breaks and we never even noticed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sort of happened without. Reginald? People... Oh. I'm sorry, Terry, go ahead. No, that's I'm it. sorry, Terry. We're, just, we're missing the yeah. real issues. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Terry. Mm-hmm. Reginald, let's hear what. Let's hear your take on this. Okay. Uh, oh, and, and by the way, morning. by the way, could you could you hear Terry? Could you hear Terry? Yes. 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 And I was going to say uh, uh, good morning, Terry. I could hear you. I could hear you. And and wonderful good morning, commentary. Good, good to talk to you again. Uh, and, and now, uh, since I'm glad you brought that up about this about this Supreme Court nominee because. Um, uh, first of all, Trump, in my opinion, Trump is trying to stack, you know, he, he's looking beyond what's happening. He knows, he being Trump, he knows that Mueller has the goods on him. He knows yep. that his other people are going yes. to start, are going to start flipping. And so with this guy's uh, idea of, you know, a president cannot be, be prosecuted, Trump is looking down the road that, you know, when the, when the shit hits the fan and it's going to, uh, that hey, you know, I've got somebody, I've got somebody to cover, to, uh, you know, to cover, to cover my butt. Um, so uh, the, Rus- the 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 Russian interference in our elections is real. The Russian interference in European elections are real. They happened, and the Rus- and and it's and it's weird to me that Donald Trump and his so-called administration have done nothing in the past two years to put up safeguards for the upcoming elections in November and the upcoming elections in, in, in two years. And so mm-hmm. uh, as far as Mitch McConnell and what he did, I love President Obama, 
But in my, in my opinion, President Obama should have sat Merrick Garland in there, and now you want him out, let's, let's have a fight. Because they had, exactly. it has nothing to do with elections coming up. The president is the president until his final day, his final minute, his final uh, second in office. And it, it was just some straight-up tricky dick type stuff that Mitch McConnell has done. And the Democrats better put their big boy and big girl underwear on and start a fight, come up for a fight, because people expect that. And as far as them not wanting to overturn Roe v. Wade, that's the most asinine thing that I've heard in my life. Republicans have been wanting to overturn Roe v. Wade since 1973. So, you know, exactly. not drink the Kool-Aid as far as this guy not wanting to do that. Exactly. And, um, and, you know, and, and, and with, with both, with what the both of you said, I agree, you know, I hear what the both of you said and I agree with what the both of you said. However, <clears throat> I just want to comment, um, on, on the, on the thing that yes, the, you know, the, the, uh, Trump, his administration and the media consistently, uh, do things to advert what's really happening because you know we're we're people are for example like uh, Terry was saying we're losing uh people are losing your rights back and forth you know there's so much that's going on however i still say that there needs also needs to be attention because <clears throat> excuse me we are coming up on a midterm election and we are also coming up on a general election and they need to get this stuff straight and need to get it straight now because no other country should be, um, 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 you know, interfering with our democracy. All right. And, um, and, and also, um, I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, Reginald, um, and, you know, piggybacking on what, on what I said is that Trump is putting them in there because you're right. He got the goods on his ass and he know that he's going to be going down just like a, you know, just like you put some Drano in the sink and 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 the and the and the, and the stuff is all going down. He knows this, so he's doing everything and he's trying to do everything in in that in his power. I I have hope that the Democrats and the independents and other individuals who are not liking any of this stuff, that I hope that they do take to the streets. I hope that they get so darn loud that that you know their eardrums burst because this is enough. This is a you know enough is enough. And too much stinks, my mother used to say. You know, so thank you both for that uh, comment. Okay, let's move on to what's this all about, Chucky? Chuck Schumer, the Democrat who has been silent as a church mouse since day one of the Trump administration and sits idly by as Trump continues to denigrate this country, 40 going north, um, um, said in the, to the New York Times the other day, that I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. And I'm like, yeah, right. Now, in an article um, by Ted Barrett, um, he said um, uh, that um, Senate uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer sharply criticized, criticized uh, fellow Democrat Representative Maxine Waters on California in California Monday for calling um, on opponents of President Trump, Donald Trump to protest his policies by harassing members of his administration. He described Waters' approach as not American. I strongly disagree with those who advocate have harassing folks if they don't agree with you, um, the New York senator said during a floor speech. If you disagree with a politician, organize your fellow citizens to action and vote them out of office. 
but no one should call for the harassment of political opponents. That's not right. That's not American. Now, Schumer's comments went notably further than those of his House counterpart, uh, Nancy Pelosi of California, who tweeted that Trump's daily lack of civility has provoked responses that are predictable but unacceptable. Schumer says he shares the emotions of those who want to take on Trump's routine use of harsh rhetoric against political foes and fight fire with fire. I understand those who are outraged at the hypocrisy of this president when he complains about bullying, harassment and nastiness when it is used against him or his allies. And he uses it as a regular tool every day. Okay, this is what Schumer is saying. But the president's tactics and behavior should never be emulated. It should be repudiated by organized, well-informed and passionate advocacy. He encouraged Trump's uh, opponents to take the high road as former First Lady Michelle Obama has advocated in the past. Now, to opponents of the president's policies, the best way to limit what he can do is to show that America is not as coarse, as mean, as hypocritical as his behavior suggests, the best solution is to win elections, Schumer said. That is that is far more productive way to channel the legislate the legitimate frustrations with the president's policies than harassing members of his administration. That was a lot, but all I'm going to say is, Reginald, I would like to hear from you uh, about this first. As we uh, discussed this uh, among ourselves, and I did want to put this on the radio. So let's hear your thoughts on Chucky. Well, you know, Chuck Schumer, first of all, it, it, it's time for, as, as, a, as a staunch independent Democrat, it's time for Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi to go. And that kind of weak need response is why Democrats lose. Now, Donald Trump comes out and says ugly, nasty things about people every single day. And I have not heard Chuck Schumer say anything to repudiate what Donald Trump has said. But yet, he feels comfortable to say something Mm -hmm. about Maxine Waters, a black woman who you know, is is saying uh, things about, you know, about when I say things about Trump, you know, fighting, fighting back. But Chuck Schumer feels comfortable to say something about Maxine Waters. Hmm. Doesn't make mm-hmm. my head spin. I know the deal. As a person of color, I know the deal. So it was nothing un-American about what, what, Nat, what I'm sorry, what uh, Representative Waters said. She did mm-hmm. not call for violence against anyone, as Donald Trump uh, blatantly told a bald-faced lie and, and said. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just this type of non-organization that I'm afraid of for the upcoming elections. And I have no confidence in Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer. And it's time for them to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Reginald. Terry, let's hear your take on this. Well, I agree with Michelle Obama that you got to take a high road. I think... Um, Maxine Walters should have been supported. <laughs> I think also that, um, just like Martin Luther King, maybe it's passive resistance. We have to vote. But, you know, just standing and protesting, or I don't know, but we can't get into fistfights on the streets. That's the only thing. We can't have chaos and disorder. But Schumer is not coming out and speaking forcefully as he should. No. Um, I think there's 
he's he's got uh, his political supporters are a little bit divergent. Um, he's, yeah, you know, Donald Trump has when he moved when Donald Trump moved the embassy or from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. <laughs> he won a lot of votes in New York, where Schumer is from, and and that changed the dynamics of Schumer's positions. Mm-hmm. Because Donald Trump. Well, now here's has my him. hope. I'm sorry, um, Terry. Go ahead. Well, he gained a lot of supporters when he moved that embassy. I mean, and presidents mm-hmm. have said they were going to do it for many, many years. He plowed in there and he did it, not saying that whether he artfully did it or not, which he didn't. But um, mm-hmm. he gained a lot of supporters in in Schumer's state, and I think mm-hmm. that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, here's well, here's the the scary thing about it, uh, Reginald and Terry. I want to uh, first hit on about the uh, supporters for moving, you know, um, for what he did in Jerusalem. Nine point. Nine percent of the people who who were backing him on this don't even know the history or anything behind why he did it and the and the solid reasons of why he did it. You understand what I'm saying? They're just cheering and jeering this fool because they simply share hate qualities with him, period. So he said he was going to do this in his stupid ass campaign and he did it. That's the for me. Okay, that's the only reason they're cheering. They have no idea of the of what you know uh, uh, of the backlash and the and the negative domino fallings that all of this is gonna you know um, in, encompass simply by him doing this. You know, I totally agree um, that Pelosi and my brother and I have said this before, uh, and I definitely has been saying this. Pelosi and Schumer needs to be voted out. So, you know, Schumer's sitting up there talking, looking over his square glasses. If you don't like this, you know, you should get out and, 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 uh, you know, and vote your da, 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 da. Yeah. And while they're out, vote your ass out and vote Nancy Pelosi out. You know, um, on, on my last show, um, Terry, I gave mucho kudos to the young woman who whipped the hell out of that guy there that was in New York and, and took his seat. See, so this is these are things. So the, the Puerto Rican girl, I think she's from uh, the Bronx. Her name is escaping me right now. But, you know, I'd see those are the kinds of things that need to be done in this country. Uh, yeah. Ocasio. Thank you. Um, the, the, you know, the, these are the kind of things that need to be done in this country. Um, you know, and um, I you know, is it things has to change. It can't stay the same. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Man, absolutely. And, and if I could just comment on, on the um, uh, uh, moving of, of the Israeli uh, uh, embassy uh, uh, consulate to, to, to Jerusalem. Now, now mm-hmm. Donald Trump stands up and says, well, no other president has, has done this. Now, the state of Israel was developed in 1947. Well, there's a reason why uh, presidents since Harry Truman have not moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. There's a reason why, after the 67 Yom Kippur War, after the 1973 Yom Kippur War, and former Israeli Prime Minister Golden Meir did not want that embassy moved. See, when you don't know the history, exactly. Trump has no idea of history. And that's no. why, as the KGB says, talk about useful idiots. This is what 
what he is, a useful idiot, someone who knows mm-hmm. nothing, but you can use them to accomplish your goal. Thank and you. I totally agree with you. There's going to be, you know, it, it, and I'm sure that there are still uh, demonstrations and things that are going on uh, in Jerusalem because of that, but the media is, is not covering it. And a mm-hmm. lot of lies were lost the day it was it was opened. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the things that Donald Trump continues to blindly do are going to have negative repercussions for years to come. I mean, just what he's saying and the things that he was talking about uh, during during the NATO summit. Uh, this, exactly. This exactly. Know, I mean, you know, if, if I can have just this 10 seconds to quickly say this, I know. I know. We yeah. Have to move yeah. Because I yeah, got to move on. Yeah. Go ahead. OK. So last year uh, in, in President Obama's last year in office, he made a speech for, at, at the NATO summit that took place in Warsaw, Poland. As a historian and as a baby boomer, I was in awe that the first black American president was making Mm -hmm. a speech at a NATO summit in Warsaw, Poland. In Warsaw, Poland. I mean, are you kidding me? 20 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, uh, Warsaw, uh, uh, Poland was part of of the uh, Warsaw bloc. And now an American president is sitting in Warsaw, Poland, with Poland as a member of NATO, of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And a person person of color to boot. And a person of color to boot on top of that. I think it's uh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Terry, do you have any uh, last comments? Just one quick comment to point out for President Trump to declare um, Jerusalem as an undivided capital back in December of last year. So even though the Democratic Senate minority leader, you know, politics is not making deals. So this year, when uh, the Maxine Walters incident arose, Schumer was trying to cut a deal. That's the point I'm trying to make. This is why he's not coming out aggressively because he 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 pressured for Jerusalem to be declared, and and Donald Trump had promised that, and mm-hmm. when President Trump declared it. That's what happens in Washington D.C. politics. See, no, it doesn't. See, this is. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying, you know, and I say it throughout all of my programs, listeners. Education is the key. Quit being a bobbing head doll that's shaking your head and, and yeah, you know, he's going blah, 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 blah. You know when something is not sounding right. You know when something is sounding mean and things like that. And you're thinking that it's going to just hurt one segment of, of you know, of a populist thing. That crap is over. It's not hurting people, black people. Okay. It's hurting all of us. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next one, which is tit for tat equals job loss for Americans. China promises firm and forceful measures in response to new U.S. tariffs. This is by Amina Venkataramanan, ABC News report, July 11th, 2018. Now, she says in part that China promised to take firm and forceful measures Wednesday in response to United States proposed levy of 10% tariffs on 200 billion in China, in Chinese goods. We will take four measures, um, the foreign minister, uh, spokesperson said of the latest rounds of tariffs, but gave no other details of what exactly Beijing plans to do. It is totally unacceptable for American, American uh, side to publish in, in a tat 
in a way that is accelerating and escalating. This is what the Chinese Commerce Ministry said in a statement, adding that the Chinese government will be forced to respond with necessary countermeasures to, to, to protect its core and interest. Now, while the first round of UF tariffs focus on Chinese industrial products, which has less of a direct impact on American consumers, the most recent list of tariffs includes fish, apples, and furniture. Because China imports fewer goods from the U.S. than the U.S. imports from China, it is unable to match U.S. tariffs in value, according to a report from MyZuhu Bank. But it could interfere with American automakers and retailers, okay, who see China as a key market by regulating import licenses or investigating U.S. firms for tax, environmental, and antitrust concerns, according to the Associated Press. Now, both governments have already levied $34 billion in tariffs on each other's goods and are considering imposing tariffs on an additional $16 billion worth of one another's or uh, one another's goods. Your comments, let's start with you, Reginald. Um, you know, it's going to have, unfortunately, negative connotations for the American economy. Uh, BMW uh, is closing a plant in America and shipping the production to China, which will lose uh, uh, mm-hmm. an estimated 12,000 jobs. So 12,000 mm-hmm. jobs, Harley Davidson, you know, as we know, has uh, Thank closed, you. Plants and they're moving. They, so, you, you know, Donald Trump says, yeah. says, you know, trade wars are easy and they're, and they're easy to win. But no, they're not. You know, and this coming <laughs> from a person who has been a business complete failure all of his life. You know, yes. you're not a good business person if you've gone through five or six bankruptcies. So, yes. you know, and it, it, it's unfortunate. You know, we're, we're all connected. We all need each other, uh, but, you know, it's just strange and weird that, you know, Donald Trump wants to start a trade war and start a trade war with Canada and our allies and, and China, but, again, says nothing about Vladimir Putin. Well, you heard him say yesterday that out of the, you know, all out of all of the people he was meeting with, that Putin would be the like the lesser, he didn't say this, but the lesser, uh, you know, for him to worry about. One of the um, uh, reporters said to him, Terry, that, um, you know, he asked him, he says, is um, uh, Putin a friend or a foe? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I have to see. You know, what, what are your comments, Terry? Well, you know, this is one of my soapboxes, Chinese goods in America. So first I'm going to address that quickly. I'm so against Walmart, which has driven out, you know, almost 80% of the the goods on their shelves are from China. Uh, China doesn't, a lot of these goods, duty isn't paid on, so we're not collecting a tax. And it destroyed the manufacturing industry in America. And we substituted with U.S. goods, with Chinese cheap goods that fills up our landfills. I had my grandfather before he passed away was a World War One veteran, and they built a Walmart in our uh, community, and somebody bought a lamp and brought it in, and he turned it upside down, seen it was made in China, and said, don't, he, he didn't allow my grandmother to shop at Walmart because 
so much Chinese goods and Taiwan and different places. And he said, we fought a war. We fought a war for freedom, and we're going to enslave ourselves economically. And he was right. But he also pointed out the lamp. He goes, an American, when we build something, there's screws in it where we can take it apart and fix it. We can fix our toasters. We can fix our lamps. He goes, but look at this. They shoot in brass. This can't be fixed. When it when it's broken, it gets thrown away. So as an environmentalist, um, I'm I'm glad that the tariffs are going on. We haven't had a president do that for a very long time. It was Teddy Roosevelt was the last one. He put, you know, major tariffs on trade to keep us out of a, a depression backslash recession. So I I'm glad to see the Chinese goods go now. What I'm worried about is I want to see Americans stand up and start buying U.S. goods and saying no to Chinese goods and that we want to buy U.S. goods and be willing to spend more money for quality goods. So that's my take on the whole China thing. I'm glad about it. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm not a Donald President Trump supporter, but I am glad that the Chinese goods may be leaving our country. Um, the second thing is, um, Putin, I don't, I think Trump shoots from the hip. I don't think he knows what he's doing from one day to the next. When I saw the television. Oh, that's, that's definitely. When I saw the television of his chief of staff sitting next to him at the NATO meeting, this gentleman's body language and the media picked up on it was somewhat bizarre. I mean, even the people who are working in his close circle don't know what he's going to do from one minute to the next. So I think Putin could be a friend one day and, a, and not a friend the next. It's it's a bizarre. The whole world is watching because nobody knows what to expect, what, including what, what his to own expect. inside circle. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would like to comment on, you know, uh, on on on, um, uh, uh, you know, what was said that, the you know, you're saying that I'm not happy. To see the tariffs going, going on, you know, the, 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 you know, the trade war going back and forth. Because we do need one another. And the thing about it is that having studied, you know, the inception, you know, of, uh, you know, of business and, and how products are made and, and so forth and so on. The thing is, is that if we start doing this, there's things that we, that we buy, you know, and it says, um, okay, made in America. Well, that's a lie. There's never been anything 100% and there's never going to be anything 100% made in America. Now you go back in history before they brought their asses over here on the boats. Um, uh, the Native Americans was trading with China, with Africa, because you got this. OK, I need this. You got this and I need this. So we all need one another to produce what it is that we need and want to produce for you know uh, uh, you know our people in our country and maybe we can uh, you um, uh, make things and and be able to import and export and it it for me it continues to have a thriving um, a thriving uh, civilization because when you cut to me this is cutting people off at the knees they're already talking about the the farmers um, uh, Terry and Reginald and my listeners are already they're not talking about this a lot but this is what I'm saying you got to go and do your investigative um, uh, your your investigative research is they're already complaining about how they're going to lose their farms you know they can't you know with the soybeans and the this and the that and and all these other things just start connecting the dots from the itty bitty all the way up and so this means like Reginald was saying Harley Davidson has left and I think it was Mercedes. 
um, things like that. And Harley Davidson has just like a skeleton crew and things in there because it's insane. This is just a whole bunch. This country is very hypocritic. You have the Statue of Liberty standing there in the in the harbor and then you're all hypocritic and everything with all of the things that you're doing here. We all need one another. And this is going to be a huge, big downfall of this country. And quiet is kept. A lot of people are leaving this country. Okay. Now, I love this country and everything, but a lot of people are leaving this country simply because of the things that we are discussing right now. They're like, enough is enough, and I can't deal with it anymore. It's too hateful. It's too hypocritic. They're, they're too much about race. They're, you know, it's just, it just, it, it causes a lot of stress. You may think it don't cause you stress, but some underlying it causes you a lot of stress. The uptick in sleeping aids is off the chart. Mental health is off the chart. Psychological is off the chart. And the rise in, and the rise in anxiety is just off the chart. And, and you think that it's not bothering, but, but trust me, it, it is bothering you. And. If I could, if I could uh, just, just, just quickly, uh, you know, as far as trade, I, I'm glad you said something about, you know, about trade, how, you know, back when the Native Americans were, were trading with the Chinese and the Africans, you know, this has been going on since, since mankind. You know, you have a blanket, okay, I'll trade you this blanket for, for this horse. Uh, you know, the reason that, um, uh, uh, noodles and spaghetti arrived in Italy is because Marco Polo traded with the Chinese to bring noodles and spaghetti to Italy. So, you know, this is something that I think is a, is a positive thing that we work together, that, that, that we trade together. And this, it, it, this is a global economy now. It will never go back to the so-called good old days of you do this and I and I have this and I have that. You know, uh, uh, Franklin Roosevelt said that it's important for you to loan the man whose house next door to you is on fire. It's a, Franklin Roosevelt said it's important that you loan him your waterhole because eventually your house may be on fire and you may need his waterhole. Exactly, exactly. So, in other words, we're we're to we're to uh, uh, stand up and support, you know, one another, you know. So uh, uh, thank you for the comment. Now, I want to close this out because, you know, kind of running out here on time uh, with this article. Um, it goes on to say that other countries, trade barriers and tariffs have been destroying farmers' businesses. This is what Trump is saying. And he says that I, that, that I will open things up better than ever before, but it can't go too quickly. I am fighting for a level playing field for our farmers and will win. That's what he tweeted on Wednesday. And then um, Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley, he's a Republican of Ohio, said the effects of the tariffs have been very, very detrimental and that he's very, very nervous about it. Well, he should be very nervous about it because of what we just said. This is not going to be a good thing. You know, there's no such thing, you know, even having been in the I just want to say this real quick, having been in, you know, a professional model and things and um uh, uh and and uh, designing uh my clothes for the runway and things like that. I'm not one of these people that sit there, oh yeah, okay, I like this. I like to know the inception of things. Where did this come from? Okay, where did this come from? You can only get certain silks from um from um Ethiopia. You can only get certain dyes from Italy. You can only get they don't make it 
here in this country because they don't have we do not have the resources, the trees, the plants or whatever that will make these dyes or these silks or these wools and things like that. We don't have that. So if they're going to talk about cutting, you know, cutting us off and letting I'm just throwing a number out here, uh, the, the two percent um, uh, support this, 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 this country. How is that going to happen? Who's going to be going to to um, who's going to be going to the, the grocery stores? Who's going to be buying uh, the cars? Who's going to be, you know, um, taking their children to the movie? I mean, it is going to be a total collapse like you have never seen before, people. So you better wake up and smell the coffee. OK, let's move on. D.L. Hughley has a new book out titled How Not to Get Shot and Other Advice from White People. It says 200 years ago, white people told black folks, I suggest you pick the cotton if you don't like getting whipped. Today is comply with police orders if you don't want to get shot. In America, a black man is three times more likely to be killed in encounters with police than a white guy. If only he had uh, complied with the cop, he might be alive today. Pundits say in the aftermath of the latest shooting of an unarmed black man, or maybe he shouldn't have worn that hoodie or moved slowly, not, uh, not been out so late. Wait, why are black people allowed to drive anyway? This isn't a new phenomenon. White people have been giving advice to black folks for as long as anyone can remember, telling them how to pick cotton, where to sit on the bus, what neighborhood to live in, when they can vote, how to wear their pants. Despite century of white's advice, it seems black people still aren't listening and the results are tragic. Now, at last, activist, comedian and New York Times bestselling author D.L. Hoogley offers how not to get shot and illustrated how to guide for black people full of insight from white people translated by one of the funniest black dudes on the planet. In these pages, you will learn how to act, dress, speak, walk, and drive in the safest manner possible. You also will finally understand the white mind. It is a book that can save lives or at least laugh through the pain. What do you think about that so far, Terry? Well, my thing is the more the blacks gather as consumers and exercise their consumer muscle, they'll change things. But they have to be their people. And I agree with Spike Lee. You know, um, Spike Lee says if you want to be in more movies, become more directors and producers. And and look at Tyler Perry. He did that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and it succeeds. So you have to support yeah. your people. You have to support. Mm-hmm. You want to be in an industry. You want to encroach in an industry. You got to support that industry and become not just actors but producers, directors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, Reginald. What's your take on D.L. Hughley's book? I I love it, and I look forward to to purchasing the book. Uh, but these are things that you know. Even people like the, the the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been saying since the 1940s and, and, and 50s. So you know it, it's kind of a reawakening of and a re uh, uh, a development of things that Dr. King and and Honorable Elijah Muhammad you know have have been saying since the 40s, 50s, and, and 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see the thing is is that. Um he was on the view yesterday and I and you know and I always enjoy listening to him as he tells it like it is but during his interview he stated that he tells his son who has Asperger's you know it's like autism should he have an encounter with the police to tell them that he is just slow and if they don't understand him to call his father 
you know, but here's my thing. I, I hear what uh, DL is, is saying and, um, and, and I too am going to, um, uh, get the book and I'm going to give it to, uh, you know, uh, uh, my sons, my, you know, my brothers, you know, um, uh, you know, to, to, to read it. Um, uh, um, uh, but the thing is, is that, uh, black, uh, well, I'm talking about black men right now, but this happened to women too. Um, um, Okay, my my uh, engineer is telling me I got about five minutes. Um, is is and and that um and 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 that um you know they do comply and they still get shot or right. or you know or injured and and things like that you know which you know um you know I you know you know that 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 in itself right there really really uh concerns me um you know about the the, the continuum of of things you know they're getting tased they're getting shot they're getting this they're getting that i mean it's 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 just totally it's just totally ridiculous okay so we're coming down off the clock now reginald you have to take off right now right no actually i'm still driving in so i can stay until we're done all right then okay so um terry i would like for you to you know and if you know i'd like to give you a minute because i got about four left three left i'd like to give you a minute uh what's going on in the in the u.s virgin islands what's happening there well, we're still struggling. I mean, uh, my last trip there, because I've been going back and forth, I got wiped out. It looks like it's going to be three to four years. It's going to be three wow. to four years before the hotels wow. that were wiped out are rebuilt, till our hospitals are rebuilt. Our airport has to be rebuilt. So, <laughs> you know, Puerto Rico got a lot of the, you know, I would just ask that people still keep the Virgin Islands in their prayers and know it's not really over. Exactly. And they haven't been saying, uh, you know, uh, you know, a whole heck of a lot about it, you know, uh, because of all of this other, you know, stuff that's going on. Just like you said um, earlier, Terry. Yeah. Like, just like you said, Terry, you know, that they're talking about all of this other stuff instead of letting you know what really is happening, that that is a, that is affecting, you know, um, our, our world. And um, and 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 also there was a, a video. And I believe this was in Chicago, uh, a gentleman, uh, Reginald and Terry, and my listeners was harassing uh, this black woman she had on a T-shirt. It says Puerto Rico. The white gentleman says to her, you should not be wearing this, you know, blah, 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 blah. He, See, here you go, Reginald. Need to go and, and, and get educated because Puerto Rico is part of the United States, okay? And it has been for years, okay? So, you know, you need to go and, and, and study study your history. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Uh, yeah, just shows how ignorant, you know, Puerto Rico, look, Puerto Rico was buying their own business and, you know, and, and then, um, to, uh, Woodrow Wilson sent the American Marines and, and to invade Puerto Rico and took it over. So, you know, do really, uh, and, and I, I'm glad, um, you asked Terry about the Virgin Islands because I was wondering about that because, yeah, you're right. You don't hear anything about what's going on, what's going on there. And, and as a black yeah. man, as a man of color, I truly understand what, and this is what I said last time, that, you know, uh, uh, our, our white brothers, they don't have to have that talk with their sons, with their nephews, you know, uh, things like that on, on how to be and how to act. Look, I drive a nice car. I'm coming home from work yesterday. I know that the, the gentleman, the police officer, was running my, my license plate. I saw him reach over and, and, mm-hmm. and dial his computer to run my place. I know he's doing that, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. You know, these are these are even the subtle things like that are you know yeah. what black men deal with, and that's something that I experienced even yesterday going on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to I don't want to exclude exclude, you know, uh, women of color, black women. Um, you know, that's why I just corral us all into women of color, because I deal with it from the time I walk out my door and things like that. But the thing of the thing of it is, is that when we talk of, uh, you know, when we say things like that, this is not a generalized statement. OK, this is not a generalized statement. And it is not um, the the media wants you to think that you have that there are, a, you know, an insurmountable of individuals who are um, laying in the bed with Trump. But actually, it's not because, for one, I have my beautiful friend Terry here. We co- uh, connected um, when we were at uh, uh, Pepperdine University in, in Washington, D.C. And she's my sister. and She's my friend for life, you know. Um, and, and, and others, you know, and, and as you know, Rachel, we grew up in a mixed, um, um, uh, neighborhood. That's, that's all we have ever, that's all we ever known all our life, you know? Um, but, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying that this is not, you know, the, the same, you know, my, my husband is, is white and my grandmother is Irish and, and, um, you know, French and Irish and the grandfather is, is, is Native American, you know, so it's, it, you know, and we need to stop all of this stuff so that we can move on collectively as a society before we we totally do crumble and and it, and it, and it, and it'll really be unfortunate we won't be able to get up from that i'm closing out now i'm totally out of time thank you so much terry i love you reginald love you too i appreciate your your time and and all of your comments and um they're very much appreciated and i know my listeners um uh, appreciate that too i want to say that you guys have a great day i hope that god surrounds you in his favor and his fiery hedge of protection and go forward and do great things in life listeners out there i'll see you in two weeks This is Teresa E. Keyes. Make it a great one.